This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 5th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. Do certain union fees violate the First Amendment? The Supreme Court will take up that question again in its current term in the case of Janus v. Afsme. Jacob Hubert represents Mark Janus. We spoke before the High Court took the case at the State Policy Network annual meeting in San Antonio. Well, for decades, governments have been able to force their employees to pay union fees. Uh, under a, a, de- a decision the Supreme Court issued in 1977 called Abood versus Detroit Board of Education, governments have been allowed to make people pay union fees as a condition of their employment. But in recent years, in some recent decisions, the court's conservative justices have signaled that they might be willing to overturn that precedent and hold that forcing government workers to pay union fees violates their First Amendment rights. All right. So uh, we had the Friedrichs case, which was strongly related to this, right? Yeah. In uh, 2015, the court took Friedrichs versus California Teachers Association, which presented this same question of whether governments can make their employees pay union fees. And we thought that was going to resolve this issue, but unfortunately, Justice Scalia died shortly after oral arguments in the case, so it ended in a 4-4 tie, and nothing changed. Okay. So, uh, well, in essence, that means the The union won in that case. Yeah, because the status quo was preserved, the status quo where they can make you give money to a union. So what is, to explain what Janus is. So Janus is a case uh, that was brought by uh, our client, a man named Mark Janus, who is a child support specialist for the state of Illinois. And he loves the work that he does, but he doesn't think he should have to support a union to do it. He doesn't like the union that supposedly represents him. It is very active in Illinois politics and in advocating policies that he doesn't agree with and doesn't want to have to pay for. How are the, are the facts here different than they were in Friedrichs substantially? Uh, they're substantially similar as far as that goes. In Friedrichs, you had teachers who were forced to pay union fees and didn't want to, and here you have a different kind of government employee that doesn't want to pay fees. Now, Friedrichs did have an extra issue about, well, if you are paying fees to a union, can they make you have to opt out of that, or should you have to affirmatively opt in to pay union fees? That's not an issue of our case because Illinois actually does have an opt-in system. So this is just the straightforward First Amendment question of uh, can you force somebody to pay fees to a private organization as a condition of having a government job? Now, uh, it, it's interesting if you talk, look at Michigan, for example, there have been a lot of uh, weird cases where you're automatically enrolled in union membership. You are allowed to leave the union and stop paying some fees, but you could only do it at like a specific time of year using a specialized form, and odds are you're going to fill that form out incorrectly. That's right. So if we win here, the unions aren't just going to totally give up on this. What they'll try to do is find ways to keep people who don't want to be in a a union uh, paying fees to the union anyway by saying, oh, well, we're under this contract where you... um, You've already uh, effectively agreed to do with it, be in it because you didn't opt out. Uh, you have to opt out during this one week in August next year if you want to do it. Uh, they'll, they'll use tricks like that to try to keep people in. But at least we'll have it established that the government can't force you to do this. And then it'll be a matter of figuring out how to make sure that both governments and unions actually respect uh, 
workers' First Amendment rights once the Supreme Court recognizes them. To what extent are the, do these cases hinge on, at least for the court, as they consider these kinds of cases, to what extent does, do these cases hinge on uh, the default rule for paying fees to a union? That is to say, uh, whether or not the because of your hiring of the job, you're automatically entered into the union and then you have to affirmatively get out of it or your uh, your default rule is you're out of it and you have to affirmatively get into it. Well, that shouldn't matter in our case. Again, in our case, Illinois does uh, have an opt-in system where you're only actually a member if you sign up for it. Uh, the opt-in, opt-out question... Uh, could be taken up by the Supreme Court in a later case. There's a case in the California courts now brought by some more California public school teachers who object not only to the fees, but to the opt-out system. So if we win in this Janus case, uh, the court could still take up this other case, Yon versus California Teachers Association, and rule on that opt-in, opt-out question at that time. Okay, so what are what is the likelihood of the... Of the Supreme Court taking it. Well, you never know what the Supreme Court's going to do, but uh, it seems a lot more likely than usual that the Supreme Court will take this case because the Supreme Court already showed that it wanted to address this issue in the Friedrichs case, and it wasn't able to because it only had eight justices. So now that there's nine justices, you'd think they want to take it up again and finish what they started. Jacob Hubert is an attorney at the Liberty Justice Center. We spoke at the State Policy Network annual meeting. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 